Do I do the introduction? Yes, you have to. Okay. To start. Just George, you're going to start from the very beginning. Got That's it. funny. I'm going to put that one in the, in the, in the, in the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm Chef West Step, and I'll be your host for Outer Banks Raw, a brand new podcast coming from the Outer Banks. We're going to be talking about food, fitness, lifestyle, you name it, that Outer Banks state of mind that y'all love so much, you want to plug in, tune in here. This episode of Outer Banks Row is brought to you by Red Sky Catering. From beach casual to elegant affairs, rehearsal dinners and corporate events, Red Sky Catering team has been providing professional southern hospitality and creative cuisine for over 20 years in the Outer Banks. To learn more, visit redskycafe.com. Hey, this is Chef Westep, and thanks for tuning in for another edition of Outer Banks Raw. Today, I have a very special guest, Stacy Chisholm. I like the name Chisholm. It reminds me of a John Wayne movie or something, you know what I mean? But anyway, Stacy Chisholm, she's a vacation specialist for Twitty, and Twitty's a big name down here. If you're getting ready to rent a house or if you're putting your house in a rental market, you're going to definitely hear Twitty come across the board, and especially up here in the northern banks. I think they've blazed a lot of trails. They have a lot of houses in Corova as well. Isn't that right, Stacy? That is true, yes. We're more north of Duck than other places, but we're certainly spreading down south as well. Awesome. And thank you for coming today. Thank I, you. I really appreciate it. You know, I reached out to Stacy last week because we had a, a wedding planner on and they said, you really should talk to Stacy. And I said, you know what, I'll give her a call. So I gave her a call and she volunteered to come into the zone. Okay. This is the podcast zone Love where it. none of us know exactly what we're doing, but we're doing it vocally. That's my kind of people. Just for me, assuming that if I was from out of town and we were planning a wedding, of course, It'd probably be my fiance planning more of the wedding or whatever it is than me. And I'd want to eat. If we were doing it, I would gather one of our first calls would be, where exactly do we want to get married? Is that what you find? I do find that mainly if they're getting in touch with us, they have decided on the Outer Banks. Right. They're looking at a destination wedding and it's time to find the perfect venue and because of COVID, we are finding a lot more that they like to do everything in one centralized area, one big house. And that's pretty much why and how we get the calls at Twitty. Gotcha. Um, because they have decided that far in advance that they are ready to pick the house yeah. where they're going to have everything. Speaking of COVID, give me some figures. Tell me. So pre-COVID, what did it look like? People getting married down here on the Outer Banks? I mean, it's been a big thing for quite a while. You've been doing this for a while. and. It's just grown and grown and grown. And then, of course, COVID, which basically shut down hospitality nationwide. We hit a pause, let's sure say. Did. And now post-COVID, or pretty much post-COVID, what are we looking at? So what's the differences? So I've been doing it for five seasons now. And before COVID, it was really just something we, I would say, we dabbled in. We weren't really sure what we were doing or how we were doing it. We had a lot of good ideas, right. and we had a lot of good people that worked on the wedding and special event team, but there wasn't enough, just wasn't enough. And so I kind of got involved a little bit, and uh, one of my very first projects that I worked on, believe it or not, was the Chesapeake. Oh, yeah. So to start on a project like that, it's a pretty big deal, so I kind of just jumped in full speed ahead, and then COVID happened, right. and nobody knew what to do. I mean, it was just so weird 
So weird. So there's no manual for COVID. No manual at all. No manual at all. So it was strange because I ended up saying when COVID happened and think about it, this is a bride and groom's most important day of their life. And they can't even get to this island. Right. So I'd say that for about three months, I felt like a therapist. Yeah. I would actually get up in the morning and tell the team that I worked with that I wonder how many people I'll have on my couch today. I really just stayed on the phone, two, four, seven, talking to brides and grooms and trying to calm them down and problem solve with them and figure out what we were going to do. What were we going to do? So not even brides and grooms, but Outer Banks in a whole. Right. What were we going to do? Yeah. So from that, we saved, I would say in 2020, we saved over half of our weddings that went to other years or later in that year, which was also a challenge as well because it was so unknown what was going to happen. And from 2020, and I say this to 2022, I like to combine, kind of take 2020 numbers and mix them into 21 and 22, we had a 68% increase Wow. In destination weddings here coming in the, to the Outer, Outer Banks. Banks. Coming to the Outer Banks and coming to Twitty to pick a house to have their wedding. Right. And that's when we realized we got to take this more serious. We got to have more processes in place. We've got to have a team because it just wasn't one person anymore. It wasn't just me and right. a few other people helping me out. Like, we really needed to take this very serious. We were getting calls all the time about destination wedding, destination wedding. So from that, it has not stopped. Right. July. Yes. We're getting ready to hit wedding numbers that we were hitting after COVID. So they're still coming. They're still making reservations, and we will probably increase or surpass our number from 2021 wow. and 2022. We've got weddings right now booked out till 2025. Wow. So that's the forecast. That's so if you're gonna going to get married on. down here, get on it, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you mentioned the Chesapeake, and now if you're listening to this podcast, we're not talking about Virginia. We're talking about this gorgeous house. Thank you. That's in Corova, which is the four by four country. That is correct. We've had the opportunity to cater in there many, many times. Well, it was sort of in hiatus for a while. It was in limbo, you know, for a period of time, which, but it's been out of limbo now and we have been hitting that place hard. As a caterer for guests out there, well, of course, you know what's in your on your bench. So if I called you up and said, I'm going to have 150 people, or if I said, I'm only going to have 40 people or something like that, you need to get to know who I am and what kind of like from our conversation of what my vision is. Is that right? Yes. We have special event homes, gosh, maybe seven to eight bedrooms all the way up to the 24, like the Chesapeake, like right. the really big ones. In the future, we will have a 36-bedroom special event home that'll be available probably in a year or so. So what I tell people is when they call us, and like I said, they're planning the most important day of their life, we treat them just like that. Right. And we treat all our guests like that. But when it comes to bride and grooms, you hold their hand yeah. and you answer their questions and you develop a relationship with them. We are truly developing relationships because we got to get to know them. Right. So once we get to know them and talk to them a little bit, then we start funneling down. What do they want? What do they need? Their characteristics that they show in their personality is exactly what we're going to try and look for in a house. Right. And in all the local vendors that we share with them from our preferred vendor list. Right. So 
it starts at a very wide funnel, and by the time it narrows down, I say we do everything for them, answer any questions they have, hold their hand. We listen to them cry. Yeah. We listen to the mother-in-laws, and the mothers call us and ask <laughs> a bunch of questions. We're there for everyone, and then we're right up there till the day they say, they, I do. Right. Don't go to the weddings. Not there on that day. If you're getting married in Corova, okay, so that's a special breed of bride and groom in itself. It sure okay, is. Because there is some challenges. Logistics. To Logistics. Also... The thing about Corova is, and we had an event coordinator on earlier, and she says, you know, one thing about getting married on the Outer Banks, it's not just the day, it's the week. Oh, yes. Oftentimes, you know what I mean? Uh And in Corova, when you're up there, you don't just go out and get a gallon of milk because, you know, you're going to be driving on the beach and all that other stuff, but... The Mother Nature is probably shining the brightest, in my opinion, in Corova area because, you know, you're you're nestled between the beach, which is your front yard, the water, the Atlantic Ocean, and then you're cradled by the sound. You can watch the sunrise and sunset over water each and every day. The wild horses, needless to say, are just like, you can't get enough of them. Oh, there's another one. Oh, look at the little one. <laughs> there's wild boar up there. There's deer up there. There's an abundance of wildlife. And there's that little sense of isolation, that little ruggedness with room service, because those houses are impeccable. They are. And the kitchens, I will say something about them because I am a chef. Oh, yeah. The kitchens, you guys have everybody who built those houses and everything. It's like if you go into one of those gorgeous houses, it's set up like, okay, this is like Iron Chef Kitchen. It's really cool. They got the stoves and the ovens and a lot of working space. The one thing that you mentioned, and I, I think it's one of the highlights of what we've talked about in and I see it as the main thing running through everybody I talk to when it comes to events is relationships. It's like if you're going to get married on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, it's not calling up and booking a date and picking a menu. You are going to build relationships because it's so important being from out of town. Mm -hmm. And they don't know. And they don't know. And you're going to call down here. You think you got the right house and it's in the Twitty portfolio. And you talk to Stacy and you find out there's another house that would be so much better. Or just about the four by four. Right. Not everybody has four wheel drive. I tell them it adds a whole other logistics to planning your wedding. So hence the reason we're there and talk about relationship building. It's also very local. Right. So we've developed great relationships with all the the vendors that we yes. have here and like we're highly involved in the Outer Banks Wedding Association Expo that happens right. in the spring. We love that. Yeah. And one thing about the four by four, too, is I love to tell the, our brides and grooms and guests that I swear I think those horses know. They show <laughs> off. They do show they off. They do. One time I was up there at a wedding at the Mark Twain, another one of our big houses up love there. Love that special house. Event. The, the authored homes. And we were doing a drone video of the wedding for our website because they used all three author homes, the Mark Twain, the Hemingway and the Fitzgerald. And I was standing on one of the walkways because we kind of stand back. We don't kind of get involved with the groups at all if we go to a wedding to do things like that. And I was standing off back and I remember thinking, man, if those horses, if I could just see those horses come through right now and dag on it, they didn't. 
here they came. And I felt like I wanted to yell, cue the horses. (laughs) Like, I felt like I wanted to say that because it was perfect. Yeah. So I do think the horses know, like they have their own personalities and they will show up and do just the right thing at the right time. Most of the time, of course, but I just love that. Yeah, I love that. They are gorgeous Mm -hmm. and just like a breath of fresh air. I mean, it is amazing. I don't care if you're eight to 80, you feel like a kid when you spot a horse. Let's say we are getting married in the four-wheel drive country. Do you guys offer any kind of transportation on the beach? So let's say some of our guests aren't staying down there. Well, actually, our Kerala office has satellite parking. We have three satellite parking areas. Right. And those are used for our guests. And on the day of a wedding, our brides and grooms get to use those satellite parking for free. So their guests can park there for free. We've also developed relationships with a lot of the wild horse tours on the bank. And they shuttle people back and forth. Right. In addition to that, not just talking about the 4 by 4 but we also like the OBX party bus. I think everybody right. knows about that. He helps. Or we've arranged for parties and bachelorette parties and stuff like that. So we refer a lot of people and we use our own creativity right. on our team to like help our brides and grooms come up with ideas. So it truly is like a vision. You right. know, they have the vision. We listen and we input and we help them make the decisions from A to Z. I mean, if, if you can think of it, we will find out. And if we don't know the answer, we will go get the answer. We've had some pretty crazy requests and we try our best to answer all of them. I know that you do a lot with weddings. One thing that I like to talk about is events, like corporate events. And like, I want to book my management team to come down to the Outer Banks in January. I don't want to break the bank. Okay. It's going to be off season rates and stuff like that. I would once again, talk to you and say, Hey, I'm going to have like 20, 25 people. And in this corporate team building event that I bring in my people down there, I want them to have fun, but I want them to grow as a team. So can you help me oh, yes. with what's a good house? Or you deal with that as well, right? Oh, yes. Thank you for saying that because I feel like I've said bride and groom so much. But no, VIPs. We get a lot of VIPs, a lot of corporate retreats. One of the most memorable ones I can think of of this past year was a tobacco company. I want to say in Nebraska mm. ran a contest for a commercial And the winner got to come down here and enjoy one of our big houses with the owner of the tobacco company. So we do home tours for special events and stuff like that. So when we met with that president, CEO of this company, he told us what he was doing and he needed to do a lot of fun things for this person because this person deserved it. You know, they'd made this commercial and won. We planned excursions. We plan excursions for the VIP. So it's different. It's really different than the brides and grooms because the VIPs or the let's say the corporate retreats right. and stuff, they're looking for fun. Right. And we love to do that. Like paddleboarding excursions, fishing trips, going to do the adventure park on the ropes and stuff. We'll come up with all kinds of ideas for them. Of course, the shrimp boils right, and stuff like that. I mean, you think of it, we'll come up with it and try and help them come up with really neat ideas. So that was fun. That was really a lot of fun working with those people. I want to say Nebraska. I know it was out West and helping them plan a fun week for that person, that person that won the commercial. That's awesome. Yeah. How about celebrities? Do you ever have any celebrities calling you to book houses? And does that go into your venue or are they just mostly dealing with? I don't know about celebrities. I feel like 
they use code names. I do feel like that. Like sometimes there, we might feel like there might be, but mm-hmm. we're not sure. Right. And of course, we're not bothering them and we're not going to try and find out. I guess the best way to say that is I don't feel that we really kind of care if they're celebrities right. or not because we're treating everyone the same. Yeah. But sometimes you do maybe get like a guest or somebody that you you know they're a big deal. Right. So one I think of is <laughs> the business. There's a business in Glen Allen, Virginia, where they make moonshine. He came and stayed in one of our homes. Great guy. Bell Al Moonshine. Great a moonshiner guy. that is a celebrity. I'm calling him a celebrity. There you go. Because well, he you was, love moonshine. Uh, yes, <laughs> because he sent us some of his moonshine. Oh. And it was so Are you sure cool. he wasn't from West Virginia? I swear it was Glen Allen, Virginia is where go. it is. And it's called Bell Owl. I had to think of it for a minute. Super nice guy. But what made him so cool is he was just as normal and laid back as anybody else I'd met. I mean, if I didn't know any better, I'd have thought he pumped gas somewhere. Yeah. Just a great guy. Yeah. So I look at somebody like that who is generous and gave us this moonshine, but yet never really told us what he did. But we took so good care of him and helped him with his excursions and helped him with planning some restaurants and things like that. Of course, we sent him to NC Coast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, in my eyes, is more like somebody that I'm just wild by. I know one thing. I've Within the last year or so, I've cooked a couple times for a Twitty guest Mm -hmm. that has come in. They're definitely, I would consider, they're an author. They're a celebrity of sorts. They're definitely known in different circles, and they wanted to just really chill out. And so— I don't think they want to be treated any different. No. So one of your people called me and said, hey, would you just develop a couple care packages? Yeah. So when they walk in, they had all this food that was like little lobster bomb stuff, just local indigenous-type seafood done in different ways, and they could eat it whenever they wanted to. So Mm -hmm. they didn't have to order pizza right off the bat. Now, I do know that before my time, Taylor Swift— Mm-hmm. I've stayed in one of our homes. I have heard that. I've cooked for Ed O'Neill down here on several occasions. And then i never forget one of my favorites was Wonder Woman, the original Linda Carter. Oh, yeah, that's cool. She used to come down here all the time. <laughs> and I think I did her like 60th birthday or something uh-huh. like that. And she was getting ready to do a movie. It was another mm-hmm. part in another Wonder Woman oh, thing. Neat. And I remember because I'd seen her. On several years, but she looked great. I was like, wow. <laughs> and she was really cool, and we got to go in their house. And actually, I had my daughter with me at the time, who was my assistant in the, doing the chefing. It's always fun to, you never know who you're going to see on the Outer Banks. True. And just like you said, everyone down here is a celebrity when they come into, into one of our establishments. And I know that's how the Twitties run their organization. And that's certainly the way I've been raised to run the restaurant business. You know, we had a sign when I was at Kelly's for many, many years. And in the back room, there was a a sign up on the wall and it said, the guest is not always right, but they're always our guest. You know, not to put the Twitties on a pedestal, but talk about celebrities. Yeah. You know that they still open and greet people at the door on check-in day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I say that because a lot of our guests probably see them as celebrities, but they don't want to be like right. that. They want to be just treated as normal as anyone else, and they want to open the door for you. Yeah. You're no better than anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I love that. We did a chef's on call not too long ago for um, Doug mm-hmm. and his wife and over there in Kitty Hawk Landing, and I hadn't seen them in years. 
I see Clark and Ross, Ross and they'll yep. eating at NC Coast. So you're the first call and you're going to show me where my dream's going to come true. And you're going to help me find the right people to plug in to make sure that we hit it out of the park, right? I think you just nailed it. You know, one thing about the businesses down here, really as a whole, is we are also community oriented. It's like from the restaurants, from Nags Head to Corova to wherever else, as well as the realty companies. And Twitty is definitely one of the leaders, what they do for the community and how they give back. Because basically this community has given us all our opportunities and It's so nice to be able to give back. So how do y'all give back? So, yes, we are highly involved in the community. It's a list. Yeah. it's. I mean, it it is a list, and that's awesome. That's great. So from a weddings and special events standpoint, we are involved in the Outer Banks Wedding Association. We do participate in the Expo, which is awesome. We had a great, great, they pulled it off this past year, and I got to say it was so awesome. And we had a really good turnout from that and had quite a few reservations from that. Right. So major kudos to them. They're doing a good job. In addition to that, other things that as a whole, Twitty as a whole does, they do adopt a highway. Yeah. I've seen a couple pictures. They show them at work every now and then of the teams that go out and do it. So that's really awesome. And we just gave a nice donation to Dare County Education Foundation. Yeah. So that's just three of probably 30 that I can think of that we help out with and do. And another neat thing is they value Twitty's employees' input. Yeah. And so they had a vote this year of where we wanted the money to go that they were going to donate. And Dare County Education Foundation was the one that was picked. So that's pretty cool, too. So the employees do have a say in where the money goes. Now, sometimes the Twitties have taken a lot of y'all on vacations and stuff like that, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, but I mean, pre-COVID, post-COVID. I gotcha. Yeah. uh, A funny story is one of my first, they would announce those big trips at parties. And I went to the party and they announced that we were all going to Paris and everybody was hugging and crying and so excited. And I was going around hugging and crying and telling people how happy I was for them. They said, no, no, you're going too. And I said, what? I'm going to Paris? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what? I was just so happy for everybody there because I hadn't even been working there that long. So I started hugging and crying everybody. So it was really so awesome. I just, one of the best experiences, but things have changed a little bit. They still do things for us. I've always admired businesses, especially small businesses, and and Twitty's always been in there in that they lean forward. It's like we're leaning forward in how do we create the best place to work? That in turn creates a great customer interaction. You know, you, you love where you work. You love letting people through the front door. And they hear it and they see it. I think we can all vouch if you live here and you work here, you know the summer is very stressful. Yeah. If your work environment and the people you work for are consciously trying to make it better for you, to get you through that time and help you and support you, then you got something. When COVID hit and they, they were shutting everything down and no one knew quite which way to go, left or right, we were zigging and zagging, but we really didn't know what direction to zig or zag at nc coast we stayed open seven days a week and we opened a virtual market and we did all sorts of different stuff and like they had a school lunch program furloughed for three days and we fed like a little over 600 kids i love that it was like all of a sudden 
the first day we did it, I had no idea what we were getting into. So I had like a pan of chicken fingers and some mac and cheese or something. And it was like 250 showed up. And it's like, I ran out of food in like 10 minutes and I'm calling the restaurant going, okay, red alert, send food, whatever it is, send it. And then I was ready. But it was funny because I reached out to Clark and I was like, hey, guess what? I might have bit off more than I could chew. Need some help. Okay, we can help. Done. We can do this. We can do that. And it was Uh like, that is the kind of relationships you need to have down here on the Outer Manx amongst us to give the client and the guest exactly what they're looking for when they get down here in a zone that they're not familiar with. Oh, it's a full circle. It is literally like it's a full circle guest vendors local. I also say we live in a very small place. Yeah. So it's going to get around if you've done something wrong or if you're not well to work with. Yeah. So, no, it's A to Z, literally. The cream always rises to the top. Yes. Everybody gets the same exact treatment. Well, Stacey, I cannot thank you enough for Coming in on your day off, this is Stacy's day off. Everybody had tell Stacy thank you. We got a little taste of the pleasantness that you're going to get if you call down there to Twitty and say, totally. "Hey, I'm, I've got a big day next October. You need to be calling now for next October." As you heard, it's getting more and more popular to say well, "I October's do" on the Outer one. Banks. Yes. Yeah, it's one of my favorite months on the Outer Banks. The only, of course. You can't do anything on the Outer Banks unless you got a little bit of a chance of pepper coming into the season. (laughs) October is also hurricane season. So I'm sure that we could go into a whole nother episode on what our fail safes are during the big blows. We could. I won't today. Once again, I want to thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to cover? I just want to say it's me and I have a team of a few. I mean, it's everyone at Twitty that is supportive and is backing the weddings and special event team. So it might be me you get. It might be someone named Hannah that you get. All right. uh, so there's a few of us. So just, you know, remember that we're all passionate and like what we do. Yeah. Old guy told me one time, he said, you can't rise above yourself by yourself. So we all need a team. Yes. We appreciate you being part of Outer Banks Raw podcast today. This is our little team. Pretty cool. Thanks again. And we'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Outer Banks Raw. Recipes for living and vacationing down here on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Anyway, if you love the Outer Banks of North Carolina and you'd really rather be here than wherever you're at, don't forget to hit subscribe or follow. Keep checking this out. Outer Banks Raw. This is Chef West Step. Till next time, take it easy.